good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Hello, everyone. (laughs) That sounds corny. I mean, but it's normal. Come on, give me a break. (laughs) All right, yo, what's up? This is MCM, and you're listening to You Probably Write Podcast, and I'm happy that you stopped in. Now, remember, I need you people. (laughs) No, I'm talking to you. I need you to spread the word about my podcast. Um, I do appreciate you coming through and everyone who does come through and also along with you and those other people, because I'm speaking directly to you, I need you to spread the word because it helps me to know that there is a purpose for what I'm doing here and that it's actually reaching someone. So, I mean, if I help just you and maybe another person, I'll be happy. Cool. You get it? Anyhow, yeah, this is your Probably Right Podcast. I'm your host, MCM, and I got a great show for you today. I'm going to answer some questions. Now, you know what I did? I actually went through um, some of my top, I would say top 20, um, what's it called, episodes, and I decided to, for the next little while, probably, unless something really grinds my gears and I need to get on here and talk about it, um, I'm going to do some follow-up episodes of some of my more popular um, episodes, you know, my talks, whatever you want to call it, my my uh, mana, mana podcasts, <laughs> monologue type podcast, where I just spit the truth, or at least what I think is the truth. And um, last time, of course, this episode is called, <sighs> where is it? written down here somewhere (laughs) i'm just trying to give you the exact name the title of this episode is relationship loss and self-restoration part two from a woman's perspective now obviously it's not from a woman's perspective but the questions that you're going to hear are hopefully in that way and i will do my best i remember remember (laughs) i remember remember i'm not a professor of anything. I do not profess to be a professor of anything. I am a professing Christian. Um, I don't know everything, but I have had a lot of experience. Um, I've had a lot of ups and downs like everybody else. And um, hopefully you can find some wisdom in some of the stuff I have to say. Last episode, if uh, you want to recap a little bit, um, I talked about, you know, taking time to cry you know, and situations aren't exactly how you want to. Um, be nice. <laughs> you know, better yet, be wonderful to those who have taken advantage of you. And obviously, it doesn't mean turn into a doormat. But, um, well, I mean, you need to go back and listen to that episode. I also talked about don't be um, or don't turn into uh, like anybody's whipping boy or whipping girl. Um, consider that you have you you may have actually done more wrong than even you know what maybe you consider you know maybe you are a pushover um you know i said work on being the best version of yourself and even that you know 
I would, again, from a Christian perspective, I would say work on trying to be Christ-like. <laughs> and you might say, well, how do I do that? It's in the scriptures. <laughs> Read the Bible. Um, I would say, I would suggest for somebody who is a new believer, um, you can go through um, the nice stories, you know, the historical stories, not not fables, not myths, not like Greek mythology or anything, but the actual stories of what happened in the scriptures. You can go through the, the Old Testament, but um, I would probably strongly suggest you, um, even if you're going to go through the stories of, you know, Moses, Abraham, Adam and Eve and all those um, people, um, that you also read the Gospels. Um, but anyhow, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> and I don't pretend to be one, so um, here we go. So that was just a slight little recap, you know, of my last episode. I told you to eat better. Um, give more time to those who have, you know, maybe you have neglected and stuff like that. But we're going to get into uh, 20 questions. Now, I don't know, hopefully... If I am able not to just sit here rambling on, I can get through the whole 20 questions because I can't promise I'm going to go back over this again. <laughs> so here we are. And I'm going to move this to this other screen because for some reason I'm better going from left to right. So I got everything on my right screen. Maybe I'll move over this track over to the other side. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. All right. So crack open uh, Coke Zero. And listen up. All right. <clears throat> and I'd like to say welcome to my first time listeners, my regular listeners, my fair weather friends, my frenemies, my enemies, <laughs> and those in between and those who love me. <laughs> All right. Okay, so here we go. On this episode, <laughs> I will be addressing 20 frequently asked questions. Um, but anyhow, let me just get right into it without all the pomp and circumstance and setups and stuff like that. Because you know, I keep it regular around here. Regular. Regulate. Regulators. All right. Mount up. All right. There you go. So first question. How can I cope with heartbreak and loss while while maintaining my faith and composure that's a good question that question comes from judy all right judy <laughs> let's, let's let's see um i would say and listen i again i'm not a doctor i'm not a professor i'm not a psychologist um well, I guess I can work in the field, but not at those levels. I did. I am educated to a certain level when it comes to this stuff. And again, I, I more draw on scriptures in my experience and what from what I know, from what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've read. Um, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt, please. Don't think that you have i gotta say this because i've seen this happen before and not with me but with other people um just because i say something it doesn't mean it's a hard fast truth and in other words i'm not going to be lying to you but at the same time there are always gray areas in every situation and if you really do need help i would say honestly seek out a minister of a bible believing church 
Um, what do I call a Bible-believing church? I mean a church that believes the entire scriptures. And a minister who has been in a church for an extended long period of time um, and one who I would say to be even more precise I would say maybe a reformed um, body um, maybe there's some type of counseling in the church before you go to say a secular church who are sorry, before you go to a secular place like a, just a regular office because um, a lot of those offices they are I mean as I said I'm speaking from a Christian perspective and if you're listening to what I have to say then you're probably a Christian or you like um, I guess the angle a Christian angle when it comes to um, solving your issues so if you're going straight in to someone's office they may be totally left wing and you know and (laughs) it might be all about disrupting and destroying everything you've built including yourself (laughs) and um i can't really go into that because it's not what this episode's about so back to the question (laughs) how can i cope with heartbreak and loss while maintaining my faith and composure well First, I would say, honestly, I would answer the end of that, Judy. First, I would say that um, maintaining your faith and composure is always a mainstay for um, any Christian, any believer in Christ. No matter what comes, you know, your way, knowing that you have a blessed hope in Christ will let you go through the loss of a spouse, the loss of any type of relationship, loss of a job, loss of a house, loss of a family member in any way, even if it's death or even maybe they moved away or you're at odds with them or whatever the case is. Your faith in God, meditating on the scriptures, If you regularly immerse yourself in either listening to teachings, reading the scriptures, of course, praying, singing spiritual songs, those things will will help you on your journey, 100%. But I can say to you also that if you're doing this in the morning and then in the night, in the daytime, say you're totally exposing yourself to all kinds of nonsense and weird belief systems that go against what you believe as a Christian, then you're going to end up mixed up. You're going to end up as a double-minded person and you're going to make a lot of bad decisions straight up. So how do you cope with the heartbreak, with the loss? And I would say, hold on. And I'm not going to say just to hold on to God's unchanging hands. See, that's what I would, you'd probably hear that in a Pentecostal church or, um, you know, what somebody would say, a clap hand church or a song, uh, uh, sorry, a church that's full of music that, you know, or heart tear jerkers, songs and maybe uh, ministries that will have you bawling at the altar and all that stuff and emotional and, 
I'm here to, to not tell you to go down that road. I've seen it. I've seen it many, 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 many times. And I can tell you those who stand are those who stand on the word of God. Yes, cry if you have to cry. You've been, you've been through something. Someone has hurt, hurt you deeply. But you can't base what you're going to do, your actions, your behaviors, how you feel about yourself, all on somebody else's mistake, someone else's behaviors, someone else's negligence, someone else's anything. Your faith will hold. And the reason why your faith will hold, if you are a Christian, is because that faith was given to you by God. You don't give yourself faith. Once you're given the faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of the Holy Bible, all 66 books of the Bible, then you have to understand that he who has you is strong enough to keep you. I mean, he created the heavens and the earth and everything inside and everything around it and everything inside the universe. So you have to know that as a believer, whether you're young in the faith or old in the faith, that you are able to keep standing. And yes, you may not keep your composure at all times, but your faith will hold. So that's just the beginning. <laughs> Let's go on to the next question. I could keep going and keep going into that, but I do want to get through all these questions. And I don't want this to be the longest um, episode ever either. So. Number two. This is where something just dropped around here. Okay. What are some practical steps I can take to overcome feeling the feelings of abandonment, abandonment and betrayal. What are some practical steps? And there probably is going to be um, a regular theme, I guess you'd say in this um, episode, but I will say, here's a scripture for you. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Just remember that, okay? The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Okay. So what are some practical steps? Well, focusing on things that maybe you weren't focusing on. Because I mean, a lot of time we get wrapped up in situations and wrapped up in people. Um, you know, we, we sometimes we place too much of our joy, too much of our happiness, too much of a lot of things that we care about into an individual. And what you have to understand is no matter what there will be lost. Now, maybe you'll be leaving early, even if you're in the best relationship ever, ever or they'll be leaving early. <laughs> 
In other words, somebody's going to pass away at some point. Someone's going to get sick. Someone's going to be able to or not be able to perform in whichever ways you may need them to perform. Um, someone might not be able to help. <laughs> maybe you wash dishes with your spouse and maybe, you know, that's something that you've always done together. And now they're unable because something's wrong with their leg and they can't. Or maybe they're mentally, you know, something happened and, and they're not able to focus or you know, or maybe they've gone away for work or, you know, whatever the case is, and you're just feeling like you've been abandoned and maybe you've been betrayed or, or whatever the situation is. But practical steps, I would say, wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's your first job. You did that. Great. And I'm, I'm saying, if you can wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning. I understand there's a lot of people who struggle with waking up in the morning. Um, but when you do open your eyes and try to make it at the same time every day, and I know that some people are probably sitting there saying, well, buddy, I can't, I just like, I'm just like, I feel totally destroyed. Well, if you do have time, maybe you're, you're working and you can take, you know, maybe a couple days to maybe take two or three. I wouldn't say just take all, you know, you've had four, four weeks of vacation. I wouldn't say take it all at once. Um, I think keeping routine is a good thing for you, but maybe take one or two days off. Maybe you need to clear up the house of items, or maybe you need to um, rearrange the furniture the way you like it, or maybe you need to um, just take a break and relax, you know, and take a little um, time to mourn for whatever reason. Um, but waking up in the morning is good. And one of the keys to waking up in the morning at a good time, not 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, but somewhere between six and eight, um, depending on your lifestyle. Of course, I can't judge exactly, but um, wake up in the morning, have something to eat. Maybe go for a walk, walk on a treadmill, do an elliptical, maybe do some calisthenics. Maybe follow along on some workout online or on the TV or whatever. Um, get that stress out. You know, um, put some time into you. I notice a lot of the time when people feel all broken down and, you know, and, and ruined and wrecked and, you know, you feel betrayed and abandoned. Maybe you let yourself go and maybe that's even the reason why the person said they're, you know, maybe they haven't even said it in so many words. Maybe you gain 10, 50, 100, 200 pounds. I don't know. And maybe maybe you don't look however you used to look. Maybe you had kids and, you know, it's not able to obviously you're not able to maintain that perfect shape that you used to have. Or, you know, or maybe things got out of control. Maybe sickness took hold and, and has really, you know, rocked your body and rocked your mental health. And, you know, and you're just doing all you can to just keep it together. But the first step get sleep, wake up in the morning, get some exercise, make sure you have something to eat. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe not all in that exact order. Um, spend some time with friends, godly friends, those who will encourage you, not those who were tearing down your relationship to begin with. On the weekend, go to church, <laughs> you know, spend the Lord's day the Lord's way, <laughs> you know, hear the word of God. And, and I, and I, I strongly suggest listening to while you're going through this 
And you know, you, I'm sure you, well, maybe you don't know, but you can Google things or YouTube things in a specific way so you'll get responses the way you need them. So maybe you want to hear um, a sermon about, you know, geared towards whatever you're going through by someone like John MacArthur or R.C. Sproul or, you know, Charles Spurgeon from back in the day or Vody Bauckham. Um, you know, and people like that, not necessarily those who are just pulling on your heartstrings and tugging on your emotions, like, um, some of those other mega church televangelist people who are telling you to shout into the wind and magical things will happen from God and all that kind of stuff. Just people who stay Bible-based. Those are the people you need to listen to because there is structure. Why there, why is there structure? Because the structure is built on the word of God. And that foundation is solid. If you go with someone who is just speaking from an emotional standpoint or someone who is speaking from a feminist standpoint, there's so many holes. There's so many weak spots in going against, go, sorry, going with something like that. There's too much wishy-washy and too much opinion, human opinion in that. You need the strong, stable, t tried, tested, and true word of God to help in your situation, in any situation. Okay. And I will also give you a scripture for that part. <sighs> Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Proverbs 3. That's the big three. <laughs> at the beginning, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm assuming you've looked at a scripture, but you never I can't. It, it's funny. Sometimes you're giving um, instructions and you're realizing that some people really haven't opened a Bible before. And, you know, if you do have a Bible, I, I strongly suggest you reading it. Um, and as I've given you, like the last scripture I gave you was Psalms 34, verse 18. I would suggest reading the whole of 34. Um, but this one for this rebuilding trust and overcoming betrayal, um, Proverbs three, chapter three and verse five and six, but read the whole thing. Of course, the whole, the whole chapter, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So people like to regurgitate some of these scriptures and they're very um, normal, very regularly heard. But understand the, the very important points that are put here. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Yes, we all have understanding. We all have understanding, but how do we trust in the Lord? We're trusting in what his word says. Don't trust your emotions. Your emotions will be left. Your emotions will be right. And then the person will call you and you'll be over here. Then they'll say they can't be bothered with you. And then they'll throw you down there. You understand? You're trusting in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean onto your own understanding. And in all your ways, it says, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him when that person calls you back. 
Acknowledge him when you're feeling down in the dumps. In, in acknowledge him maybe when you're thinking of doing something other than what you think you should be doing to medicate your your, your you know your pains you know acknowledge him and say would this be something that God would want me to do with myself right now if you acknowledge him in your situation and you are holding on to the word of God in your life he can and he will make your path straight He'll make straight your path. Okay? Man, I don't know if I'm going to get to all this. I've already yammered on for 24 minutes. And I'm only on question number three. <laughs> okay, here we go. How do I avoid letting my emotions control my actions during tough times? And there you go. Now, well, first of all, that's where the Word of God comes in. Because our emotions, I mean, everybody knows that emotions are, are very, very powerful, very, very strong. When you're happy, you're happy. When you're sad, you're sad. Maybe you'll turn to the bucket of ice cream or maybe you'll turn to shouting at the kids or shouting at your ex or your spouse or, you know, um, and those are all emotions, you know, thinking of emotions, you know, as a parent, you know, you have to know the difference just I'm, I don't even know why I'm saying this part of it but just because it makes sense I guess <laughs> and because I've experienced both ends literally <laughs> um, if you're angry and you're a parent and you take your emotions out on your child you might hurt that child you might damage that child because you're you're not in the right space mentally to be dealing with say um, discipline especially corporal punishment like you do not spank a child in your anger. There should only be some type of reprimanding in that way from a cause and effect or a antecedent type of thing. It shouldn't be out of your anger. So you're taking your, your frustrations out on your child or on your spouse or on your friend or on your job or, or on anything like that. If you do that, you're going to make, again, a lot of bad choices. So take space don't let your emotions run away with you fall back on the word of god and i mean sometimes you know you might be so upset that you know you look at a scripture and, and you try to open the bible and you're like cross-eyed you can't even concentrate sometimes you need somebody else to read it for you, you could read you could listen to an audio bible that's on that's that's there I, I actually have it and sometimes i follow along instead of reading it myself I get the Bible app and um, let's see what it's really called. It's just called it's yeah, it's called study Bible and it's free if you have an iPhone and I'm sure for other um, devices as well. And sometimes you could just follow along, find a scripture, maybe go, go over some of the scriptures that I have um, mentioned to you. Maybe look at people's lives like Daniel or a Job or an Abraham or um, Jacob. Like, look through the, the, the tough times some of these people went through. Maybe Joseph, you know. And realize that you are not the first person to go through anything rough. And you certainly won't be the last person. And there are ways that things will get better over time one way or the other 
me give you a scripture for that too. <laughs> Remember, you're trying to find some solace, some wisdom in the Bible. <laughs> Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Remember that. That is taken in Psalms 119 and it's verse 105. Another question. Can you share some strategies to rebuild trust in yourself and others after a difficult breakup? Well, and notice I've stopped saying names, but um, listen, there's many strategies that you can use to rebuild trust in yourself and others after a difficult breakup. You can do things that you know you're supposed to do. And I guess when you're trying to trust yourself, it's, you know, maybe can you trust yourself to be on your own? You know, the best way that I can say you can do that, of course, you're reading your scripture, you're listening to some good teaching, some word Bible, Bible based proper teaching better than what I'm doing here. Um, you're getting exercise, you're getting sleep, you're eating better. Um, you're hanging around people who are like-minded. You know, some say birds of a feather flock together. It's true. <laughs> if you are a miserable person, I guarantee you can find other miserable people to sing the same song as you. If you are a joyful, happy person, you will be able to find other joyful and happy people. And not to mention there will be other hangers honors that may not be um, so happy and so go lucky. <laughs> but um, but trusting in the word of God and surrounding yourself around those people, being in those situations where you will hear positive speaking of the, <laughs> of Christian-like positive speaking. So in other words, not everything just to make you happy, happy, joy, joy, but biblical teaching. And, you know, someone said, you know, once, oh, why do I care about biblical teaching? I'm not a Christian and blah, 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 blah. Listen, what, what I would say to you, if you're not a believer, is most of our society, most of our laws, rules, actions, um, terms of um, engagement, rules of engagement, different things in life, many things, many things that you've seen, watched, heard, songs you've listened to, a lot of them the good ones that you like, their concepts, the narratives even, were taken from the Bible. The Bible is the oldest printed book out there. And what I'm saying is it's it's so old. And now maybe you're thinking, okay, well, all 66 books weren't all jammed together for the whole time because they were manuscripts at a point. But this Bible is tested. <laughs> this Bible is true. If you don't believe me talk to your minister <laughs> so um yeah there's there's many strategies do stuff that you like maybe you stop doing some of the things you like maybe you were an athlete maybe you're fat and out of shape now just you know just straight up um maybe you don't trust yourself because you're just gonna go crawling back well was that situation right in the first place was that a was that a biblical situation were you married are you running back to something that you have no business running back to? Are there things that you have done 
that has caused this um, breakup or this bad situation? Maybe. Um, is there some type of counseling you can go to get for yourself and then possibly for you and your spouse? Your husband? Your wife? Like, what are the things that you can do to make things better, but at the same time, keeping a backbone on your decisions? And the best way to have a strong backbone with your decisions is to be in the Word of God. It's not just going to go, your emotions aren't just going to take over and take control. Because why would you go by your emotions? I mean, your emotions change from day to day. Sometimes you're more in love than other days. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you stubbed your toe. You wouldn't want to make a decision on what to do with anything after you just stubbed your toe. So then why would you want to make a decision based on how you're feeling after your heart was just broken? You know, that's where God comes in and that's where he can keep you straight, making the right decisions. Strategy one is always refer to the word of God. One way or the other, read it, listen to it, hear it taught. And, you know, someone who does expository preaching stays in the word. They don't veer off to left or the right talking about their emotions or their, their narrative. They stay with God's narrative. Those are the people you want to listen to. Not the people who pull magical things out of the scriptures that aren't even there. And as even as I'm giving you scriptures, make sure that you're reading the Bible for yourself. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. Philippines. 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 <laughs> Philippians. <laughs> Philippines. Oh my gosh. Philippians 4, verse 13. Oh, that was messed up. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Christ who strengthens me. Right? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I'm reading version of the versions of the scripture that is pretty easy, but I just know sometimes these, these words are changed lately. Or so I would say suggest definitely getting into your scriptures, the Bible, <laughs> maybe American Standard, maybe um, what's it called, King James version, New King James version. Um, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone in Christ. He is, and yes, she is, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Or old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. In other words, if you are a Christian, you have a newness of life. You have a new life in Christ. Christ died for your sins. You are in Christ. You believe that he died and you believe that he lived a perfect life first of all you believe that he was sinless you believe that he died you believe that he rose him again you believe that he walked this earth you believe that he is sitting at the right hand of the high power making intercessions for you okay now that was all that wasn't all one scripture <laughs> just what i know and what i have in my heart tough times come and that's what you need you need the word of god thy word i think david says thy word have i hidden my heart that i may not sin against you because you're always going to have ideas you're always going to have feelings you know you're always going to have advice advice is the easiest thing to give away 
The only problem with me giving you advice is that I don't have to deal with the consequences once you do something that I told you to do. So that's why I'm always saying, refer back to the, the word of God, refer back to uh, Bible-believing church, refer back to expository word, Bible-based preaching. Not all the emotional, not all the tear-jerking stuff. It's not going to help you. It'll keep you weak. Okay. Next question. Man, we're not getting to 20. <clears throat> it's already 36 minutes. I may have to continue this. <sighs> Let's see. How can I be kind to those who have taken advantage of me without compromising my self-worth? Well, that, there you go. How can you be kind? Well, what, is, what do you mean, what is kind? What do you consider kind? And, you know, how could you find out if you don't know what is kind? Kind isn't just doing whatever somebody else wants you to do at the time that they're asking you to do it. Because it's like, okay, how can I be kind? Kind to who? You know, first of all, what is kind and kind to who? Kind to yourself, kind to the other person. Do you understand? It, it's so loaded in there. There's so much to unpack, un unpack in, in a situation where you're trying to figure out how to be kind. Because you got to be kind. You got to be cool to be kind. <laughs> you got to be kind to yourself and you got to be kind to the other person. Um, well, you don't act rude unbecoming <laughs> you 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 don't curse and swear at the other person you don't call them names you know and some people try to um mess around with the scriptures that way they'll they'll say well you know it says speak the truth and speak it ever well do you really know the truth of the other person do you know what they've gone through do you know how their mind works and how they feel do you know maybe the, some of the mistakes or maybe there's a certain thing that you did a long time ago or just recently that has totally thrown them off and maybe they're working in totally in all their emotions as well? You know, but how do you be kind? I would say be true. Be true to the word of God. And I think that you will do the kind things. Now, it may not be exactly what they want at that time, or maybe it may not be what you want at the time either. But if you stay true to the word of God. Then you can keep yourself from compromising your self-worth. You can keep yourself from, you know, maybe going down the wrong road. And, you know, maybe you're a person calling yourself a Christian. And you end up down the wrong road, going to the wrong places, doing the wrong things. Um change your surroundings maybe you do need to change your job maybe you do need to hang out with different people maybe you do need to take a chill from friends that you've had for a long time maybe you need to get some new friends some people who believe in the word of god people who go to a proper church and are being taught the right thing people who can help to um foster the things inside of you that can um bring you to help bring you to the place that God is taking you in your life and ultimately you know you're working out your your salvation with fear and trembling you're not just out there just spewing spewing off a whole bunch of nonsense
Here's another scripture for you. For you. <sighs> you got to focus on God. He's given gifts and talents. 1 Peter 4.10 As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So there's ways that you can, you know, if you're a good singer, maybe you can sing the person a song. <laughs> maybe you maybe you, you have a talent of giving good gifts or maybe you're just a person you know, with a lovely way about you that you can speak to someone still. You don't have to shun the person. Maybe you can invite them to church. Maybe you can pass them a Bible, buy them a Bible. Maybe you can have a conversation where you're not being rude or acting puffed up or unseemingly. You can um, give the person the grace maybe to help them understand where things are without, you know, being own way or being selfish. You know? Next question. What steps can I take to reclaim my sense of identity and not be defined by past relationships? Well, I don't know. Do you want to reclaim your sense of identity? Probably to a certain extent. But remember that your situation may not be finished. That your relationship, your marriage does not have to be finished. You know? There's things that you can do to maintain maintain who you are in Christ. And that would be, again, I'm sorry, I, I'm probably sounding like a broken record. But find a church, a Bible-believing church. Attend a Bible-believing church. Listen to expository preaching. Maybe play scriptural-based gospel, old-time gospel in the house. You know, maybe take up your hobbies that you used to do. You know, I'm not saying like replace the person. So I was like, oh, you know, I used to play hockey. So now you're going to be playing hockey every day. And maybe your relationship will be fixed, but you're not around to fix it because you're playing hockey. You know, I'm, no, you don't need to fill the void in that way. Because sometimes things are not final. Of course, sometimes they are. And, you know, you would obviously know your situation better than I would. But um, sometimes you're just holding a place. Not for somebody to go out and act a fool, but maybe you're just, maybe you need to straighten out some things within yourself. You know, a lot of the time people break up, they just assume, everybody just assumes it's the other person's fault. Pray. Let God know where you are at. He knows. Of course he knows. Maybe you just need to get it out there. You need to speak to your heavenly father. Our father who art in heaven, right? Holy, hallowed be thy name. Maybe you need to say the Lord's prayer. Maybe that's all you can get out. Maybe your mind can't even think to say your own prayer. Well, 
follow the Lord's Prayer in the Bible. You can Google it or you can look it up. Yeah, your sense of identity in Christ is the only thing that I would be trying to reclaim if somehow you fell short or you've fallen off the way a little bit or a lot of bit. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't worry about trying to find your sense of identity because you are, your identity is in Christ if you are a true believer. And you don't have to be defined by what happened in the past you can if you decide to hold on to it but sometimes you just need to step back step back from yourself step back from the emotions move forward move forward go to work eat sleep spend time with those maybe you haven't had time for take care of yourself Take care of those around you. Take a break. Take a day off. Relax. Chill out. Listen to the word of God. Listen to the music. In That is Bible-based music. Step away from tear-jerking movies. and Step away from... Even though I know they soothe your emotions. But don't dwell in it. It'll have you going down paths. And it'll have you... Um, reciting the situations that happen in you know your your latest hollywood movie and you might act on some of the behaviors and sadly it might not you may not even know when you're doing it i've seen people watch movies and because there's some situation that was close to our situation and literally behave like the situation just happened and start all the behaviors and the attitude and the bad language and the name calling just from watching a movie that I guess cheered on <laughs> how they were feeling. Anyhow, y'all, I do not want this to go much further. If I do have a lot of response from what I've said so far, there are 14 more questions. But I'm going to stop it right here. We're at 46 minutes of me going on here. But before I do that, let me get back to a scripture for you. Or a couple. Well, just one. Finding inner peace and contentment. Listen, Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Or and. <laughs> do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known be, let your request be made known to God he knows but you need to say it he needs to know you need to know that you're you're he knows everything of course but you need to know that your faith is in him so make those requests. And it's not you give out a big, long grocery list of um, issues. Lord, I, I, I'm too fat. Help me lose five pounds. Lord, help my hair to grow. Like, no, not like that stuff. Pray for other people. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Right? 
let me just start reading over because I cut into it as I always do. Do not be anxious about anything. This is, sorry, this is Philippians 4 and it's 6 and 7 are the verses. Okay. Do not be anxious for about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes or surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. And the peace of God, Shalom, Jehovah Shalom, Shalom, which surpasses all understanding. It won't even make any sense. People look at you, man, like you seem so different now. Like what happened? It's like you've been in the word of God. You've been hearing expository preaching. You're not listening to hip-hop or rock or slow country or whatever you're listening to or whatever. You're listening to the Word of God in musical form, maybe. Um, you're exercising. You're getting sleep. You're feeding yourself. You understand all these different things will help you. And But beyond that, it'll, it'll still... Maybe you're going right... You're right in the depths of it. You're right in the deep end of it. It'll surpass all understanding. And will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. You get it? I would suggest honestly reading the whole of of, uh, Philippians 4 as well. Anyhow, we're going to wrap it up. I I did say I was at 46 and now I'm at 49. Now I'm going to 50. You see how it goes? It's just the time. It's just time keeps on ticking. Anyhow, thanks for coming out again. This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. I hope to see, well, I don't hope to see. I hope you hear me again. (laughs) I hope I see the streams and the downloads going crazy. So then I know that I'm um, saying some of the right things that you need to hear or something that's actually helping you. And if it is, then I will be back with um, part three. Okay. Anyhow, until next time, this is MCM and this is You're Probably Right. Take care. Hey, come check out You Probably Right podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. (laughs) I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not-so-tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table. Trontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.